Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is segment three of the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two, episode 78, the Cubs summer of 23. Don't forget to download, listen, and subscribe to the podcast. All right, Crowley, let's take a look at some of the uh, news and notes floating around since we talked to everybody on Monday. One of the first things uh, I took notice of, and you did as well, was an Instagram Cody Bellinger on the gram. Oh boy. I, I, it's a picture of, if you're subscribing to the YouTube scores, YouTube channel, and you're looking at this podcast, it's a picture of Cody Bellinger pointing. It looks like to the outfield, to the bleachers. And, and the caption says to the fans, teammates, organization, thank you for an unforgettable season from my family and I. Uh, again, you know, it, you know it kind of feels like yet. it kind of feels like goodbye, right? It, it, it's like the post game, it's the cleaning out the locker day, day, right? When when he used past tense talking about things, right? It, it definitely, you know, it feels like goodbye. And again, maybe we're panicking, but you know, wouldn't you? Wouldn't this be the kind of message you would send after you sign with another team? Thank you, Cub fan, Chicago for an amazing year. Blah blah blah. Like, you know, doing it right now, now it's gotten me in a panic, man. It's getting me jittery. Well, you could, you could tease a little bit, right? You could say all that and you could say, you know, here's to the future. Nobody knows what's in store for us. Something like that, right? Where, right. You, you know, it's it's not glass empty. It's glass half full. Somewhere in the middle. You're not saying goodbye. Maybe he wrote this on his own. Again, you know, Cody Bellinger's job is to, is to catch baseballs and hit baseballs. Not necessarily right. Okay, so listen, until he's gone, let's let's stay positive, at least for right this second. All right. I'm going to put the paper bag I'm, I'm breathing into away for now, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on this. All um, right. So this one's really interesting, Crowley. This one is one that's got to be talked about. We talked about it this morning on the Mully and Haw show, but uh, two members of David Ross's coaching staff were let go. Uh, the game day strategy coach, which I didn't even know they had. Craig Driver and the bullpen coach Chris Young. Yeah, so when when you talk about the the, the game strategy coach, that that was a position that kind of got started when uh, with Mike Brazello, and Mike Brazello was brilliant at coming up with with, with the game strategy. And I was kind of shocked when they let him go. I mean, David um, Joe Madden used to always refer to Brazello as the secret weapon. You know, right, right. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that. I was having trouble this morning coming up with his name. You had texted me. Thank you for that. I had figured it out by then. But that guy seemed really good, really good at his job. 
Yep. Now you remember in Jed's end of the season press conference, he was asked if they were all, all the coaches were going to be returning and he was very non-committal. Now, whether or not Driver and Young are getting thrown under the bus, that's another question. Was it Chris Young's fault that Albert Alzali, Brad Boxberger, Michael Fulmer all had forearm strains and Brandon Hughes had a left knee injury? Uh, was it Craig Driver who insisted that Ian Happ needed to bat in the three-hole or that Patrick Wisdom, Trey Mancini, and Miles Mastroboni would be suitable replacements for Saya while he was injured? I mean, was it Young and Driver that said that bunting late in games was a brilliant strategy? Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out now, now clearly, Dustin, we, we you know, we're going to get to September, like we said, the next podcast of the collapse. And it was clearly on the bullpen, but, but that was a bullpen that was absolutely dead. It was, they, they had, they, they lost Fulmer. They lost Boxberger. They lost Alzali, all these guys. I mean, you had a couple options, but I don't, I don't understand what the, what the, at least what the bullpen coach had to do with anything on that. Do you? No, I, I mean, unless they, they weren't happy with the progression of Miguel Amaya, like once he got up here, could that have been, could that have been part of it? But, or were they not happy with the prepping? You know, I think Borzello was really what I remember hearing about was how much he, impacted the game plan, right? He was big on the game plan, making sure that the catcher and the pitcher, the defense behind, everybody was on the same page. Maybe they weren't happy with those, those strategies, right? I, I, these are, these are questions Crowley that we can only ask Jed Hoyer or Carter Hawkins the next time they pop on the score. Well, next time Tommy hot, if he's on, ask what he thinks, but that, that to me, it, it, I, I didn't, unless you have somebody that you were really saying to myself, Oh my God, this guy is a guy we can't miss. Uh, I don't get it. We had Chris Young on the show and he's absolutely great guy. I, I know both of the guys, uh, Craig and Chris and I, and they're, they're great coaches and I, I know they're going to have success in the future and I, I kind of don't get it, but I don't know. Maybe were these, you know, I think you had said, somebody had said the, they were David Ross guys, those two guys, right. maybe they weren't, um, who's the, uh, pitching guru that the Red Sox want Craig Breslow, yep. right? Maybe they're not Breslow guys. Maybe Breslow has some other ideas since he is the pitching guru. And if they want to keep Craig Breslow around, which I think all of us uh, want, is that he's going to get his own guys in. Or maybe this was, hey, Ross is worried about his future and he wants to show uh, Jed and Carter that he's not afraid to part with guys. Maybe that everybody's not um, pulling in the same direction. Maybe he's willing to say, okay, listen. You think that's wrong? Give me some new guys. Give me a suggestion because guess what? I'm David Ross and I want to stick around. Well, maybe it was Jed with a shot across the bow to David Ross. You right. Know? Like I'm in charge and I'm going to get rid of two of your guys. This year wasn't good enough. You told me they were good. I think we can do better. Well, if if David Ross, and again, this is going to be a big if, with especially unless that option is, is picked up prior to the end of the season, is going to be, you know, jo Ross's job security. And there were a bunch of people watching this right here. And John Morosi, Odyssey Baseball Insider, um, he writes, Will Venerable Rangers associate manager has been contacted by multiple MLB teams regarding their managerial openings, but he's told these clubs that he is staying with Texas. This is a significant development. Venable 40 is highly regarded in the industry. Why do I bring that up? Well, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be out there, 
but he coached first and third base for the Cubs from 2018 to 2020. So I don't know if you really remember him being on the team. I, I talked to him in spring training and at Cubs conventions. The guy is absolutely, he, he is very sought after. I don't know what associate manager is, but I know he's the right-hand guy for Bruce Bochy in Texas. We're going to talk about Texas because, man, are they impressive. But, you know, Venerable played, uh, he also was a bench coach for Alex Cora with the Red Sox. So he's been in big markets. He's been on winning teams. Um, he could be a potential replacement for David Ross if things don't go well in 24. Uh, he played nine seasons in the major. He's an Ivy leaguer, graduated from Princeton. I got a feeling he is, you know, he's committing to one more year in Texas, but after that, who knows if a job was to come open in Chicago. I mean, you guys know I've been on the cred council train, but, but Will Venable is another name that I would definitely jump at if he became available. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll trust your judgment on that. I, I'm not ready to run David Ross out of here yet. I understand that you should always have a short list and back in the day in your, uh, in your top drawer, your desk, right. You have that, uh, you have that list, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's another guy at marquee that might be the right guy at the right time, right? Right guy at the right no. time, right guy at the right time. It's almost okay. like, it's almost like what happened with Ricky Renteria, you know? Okay. So David Ross is able to keep the Cubs here. How do the Cubs go from here to here? Maybe, maybe that's Joe Girardi. Maybe he's too old. Maybe, maybe the game has passed him by. Maybe. I, I'm not quite sure. Um, I will tell you, I do not believe there is any chance that Joe Girardi gets the job. I, I will go on record saying that. I do not think that um, he did interview um, at the same time David Ross did. Uh, I think, you know, he got himself a, a reputation of not being great with young players when he was in Philly. Um, whether or not that's accurate or not, not saying it is or isn't. I'm just saying that was kind of the word out of there. Um, I, I'm not a hundred percent certain. I do well, I not think Joe Girardi's got time for a rebuild, right? I think Joe Girardi's got time to win right now. That's what Joe Girardi wants to do. So, you know, when you talk about young guys, yeah, the next good Cubs team is going to have young guys on it, but they're also going to have some vets. Yeah. I, I mean, Crowley, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I'm not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like that name, but if Venables is sticking around, this offseason, that means he's looking to replace Bochi. Maybe Bochi only wants to do this for two more years. You know, maybe, maybe if the Rangers, who are in the ALCS, we're going to talk about that in a minute, what if the Rangers won this year? So Bochi sticks around one last year for a big-ass golden parachute, and then he walks away, right? And, Bo yeah. and Venables knows that that's what's going on. You never know. And and, and, and here's the thing is that, you know, if, if he's available – and the Cubs can make him an offer. It would be, it would be, I think, in their best interest to do so. And that, and and again, maybe right now that is the plan. Maybe that's what Venables thinking in the back of his head. But things can always change. All right, Crowley. As a season ticket holder, I know you were one of the first to get a email letter from the chairman, Tom Ricketts. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I thought the email was just to me, but it was a group email. So, uh, man. I, I thought I would kind of just discuss it really quick. Um, there are a couple of things I do want to point out. Of course, it starts out saying Cub fans. This wasn't the way we wanted the season to end, and every year we missed the playoffs is a difficult one. However, this season, where we dug ourselves in an early hole and then played as well as everyone in the league only to fall just short of our goal was particularly disappointing. That said, we took a major step forward in 2023 and looked to build on it for next season. 
That's a hundred. That's fair. That's what that sounds good to me, Dustin. Right. I, I, I have no quabbles with that whatsoever. He talks about, you know, thanking the fans and the atmosphere, uh, you know, how the team kind of came together with a combination of homegrown talent and veteran players. He, he talks about kind of a core group of players, Justin Steele, say a Suzuki, Dansby and Nico, the usual suspects along with Cody Bellinger. Um, but the next uh, kind of subheading says our goal is to win championships. While we are encouraged by many of the individual performances here, almost making the playoffs is not success. As an organization, we need to build on our progress and become a team that can finish the race. To do that, we will continue to be active this offseason to supplement our roster and look for contribu contributions from our pipeline of elite homegrown talent. He continues and says, over the long term, the key to winning championships is consistently competing for a place in the postseason. While baseball playoffs are not random events, they do allow all teams a reasonable chance of winning. To have a team that can play October baseball on a regular basis is critical we draft and develop a pipeline of young, talented players. Agree, 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 Dustin. And and, and again, this is back to Theo's old saying that all you, you know, knock on the as long as you're knocking on the door, you got a chance. As long as you're in, anybody can make a run. And when we go over the NLDS and the ALDS momentarily, again, you you know, you know, you got a lot of good teams that aren't moving forward. Right. And 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 buying. Buying the best roster doesn't always work out. Nope. It's uh, he goes on to talk about our future is bright. He talks about some of the um, accomplishments of minor leaguers, obviously Tennessee's championship and, and, and PCA and, and the Cubs do now have six players in MLB's top 100 prospect list. He then goes on to talk about respecting the past, the introduction of Sean Dunstan and Mark race into the Cubs hall of fame the announcement of Sandberg joining the rest of Hall of Famers in Statue Row. Um, and, of course, he brings up uh, colleague uh, Pat Hughes of, of 670 The Score uh, uh, for his Ford Frick Award, the fact that he's now in Cooperstown. And this is how Tom finishes out. He says, with the pain from our season finish still lingers, we know it's time to move forward, and we can say with confidence that the future of the Cubs looks bright, our experience this season will strengthen the organization. We are positive we'll arrive at spring training with an edge and a desire to finish the race in 2024. I mean, here's the thing, Dustin. For me, everything that he said was spot on. But actions speak louder than words. This year, 2023 going into 2024, is going to be a huge offseason we have talked about, is this team going to be, will this season be remembered as a success or a failure? And we talked about it being a success only if the Cubs can build on what they accomplished in 2023. But here's the thing. If they're going to do this, they can't just rely on young players. You saw how difficult that is to kind of just throw them in the mix. You're also going to have to get some elite free agents. And when you look back at the Cubs winning the World Series before, it was that mix of young guys with higher-priced free agents like John Lester, like Jason Hayward, like Ben Zobrist. Those were all guys that mixed in with young guys like Chris Bryant and Kyle Schwarber. So if, if Tom is serious about this and wants to make it in the postseason, I'm not saying you have to spend more than anybody else, but you also can't be afraid to spend. 
You have to be willing to act like a major market team. And if you see somebody that you think is going to be the right fit, you may have to spend more than you're comfortable with. You may have to give more years than you're comfortable with, but that's what's going to get you into a championship. Don't disagree with you at all, Crawley. And that is what we wanted them to do heading into the 2023 season. Lots of people were upset with Tom Ricketts. I can understand why. Lots of people were upset with Jed Hoyer. I can understand why. I think we on this podcast were being fair and said, let's give them a little rope. Let's see what they do and let's judge them on what is done. Well, look at what they did. They got close. It was really disappointing at the end, but they got close. Now we're going to get, I, at least I'll speak for myself. I'm willing to give Jed and Carter and Tom a little bit more rope and let's see what happens. And then let's judge how this offseason went. Right now, we don't know. They're not even allowed to make any moves right now. But, yes, I want to take Tom Ricketts at his word. You know, I think one of the young guys, either Mervis or PCA, is probably going to have to be a regular player Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus in the upcoming season. I do believe that. And that's maybe that's who he's, that's who he's talking about. But then you have to supplement that. You can't let Cody Bellinger leave and say, Matt Mervis is the answer. That's not going to fly. You can't let Bellinger leave and say the combination of Matt Mervis and PCA is the answer. That's not going to fly. So what are you doing on top of that? And like you said, I'm 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 willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, but but again, you know, to Tom Ricketts and Jed Hoyer and everybody who's been saying the right things, actions speak louder than words. Absolutely. All right, Crowley, we uh, gave our predictions for the ALDS and the NLDS, and the games have been uh, pretty good. Some of it's been eh, but some of it's been epic. I mean, some of it has been absolutely epic, especially, especially – in the Phillies brave series. So where do you want to start? Yeah. When, when we last recapped the division series, remember in the AL, the Rangers took the first two in Baltimore against the Orioles and the twins and, and Houston had split the first two games and we're heading back to Minneapolis. The Phillies had a one, nothing lead on the Braves and Arizona had walloped Clayton Kershaw on the Dodgers. And on Monday night, Dustin, um, we recorded before the game started, the NL had the spotlight on them with two games in L.A., Arizona jumped out to a 3-0 lead in the first, and that was all Zach Allen would need as the Dodgers would at least make this one competitive. 
but still lose four to two to go to down two nothing in the series. The second game, though, Dustin, and I think this is where you're going between Atlanta and Philly was crazy. Atlanta looked dead for the second straight game as the Phillies jumped out to a 3-0 lead against Max Freed, and Zach Wheeler was dealing. He wouldn't give up a hit until the sixth inning. But that's when the Braves woke up with two outs, Ronald Acuna walked, and then scored on an Ozzie Alvey single and an air by Trey Turner to make it 4-1. Travis Darno hit a two-run homer in the seventh to make it a one-run game, and then Austin Riley hits a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth to put the Braves up for the first time in the series. Fans are doing the tomahawk chalk. People are going nuts. The Phillies have one last chance in the ninth. Bryce Harper leads off with a walk. JT Real Muto flies out, but in a play that will live in postseason history, Nick Castellanos hits a rocket to deep center. Michael Harris makes an amazing leaping catch. Harper took a gamble. He's going to try to tie the game, and he had already passed second, He was and he was trying to score. He had to tag and head back to first base. Harris's throw misses the cutoff man and is bouncing towards home plate when third baseman Austin Riley scoops it and guns it to first. Harper is out the old 8-5-3 double play to end the game. Fireworks are going off. The Braves are jumping around, and the series is tied and was heading back to Philly. Crazy game. Absolutely crazy game. Big, big gamble. Lots to be debated. I could only imagine what Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio was like uh, when Bryce Harper made that move. Very aggressive, but, uh, yeah, that was a wild-ass game. I mean, 8-5-3, something you never see. Nope, and on Tuesday night, the AL had their turn, but like you said, this one didn't have any of the drama. Nate Evaldi and the and yeah, the, the AL, Rangers. the AL has been very, bleh. Yeah, not much, man. Nate Evaldi and the Potent Rangers lineup completed the sweep of the Baltimore Orioles as those Cinderella season struck midnight. Uh, seven to one loss to Texas. They're a young team. We, I think both you and I have a lot of respect for former Cubs co- first base coach Brandon Hyde. They'll, they'll learn from this experience and they'll come back better and stronger. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's got to stink for a fan base to not get to the postseason for as long as they have and win over a hundred games and then just limp out. We saw that in 2008 with the Cubs having the best record and then just getting swept like nothing from the Dodgers just destroyed them. Did we have um, to go? Did we have to remember that, Crowley? Did we have right? To yeah. In uh, Minnesota. Thanks a lot. <laughs> In Minnesota, the Astros put a whooping on the home team. Former White Sox Jose Abreu hit a two hit two homers. Alex Bregman and Jordan Alvarez each hit one as the Astros took a two to one lead in the series with a nine to one drubbing of the Twins. Like you said, boring games on Tuesday night. Wednesday night saw three games played: one AL and two NL games. Two of the three games were super competitive. The other, not as much, but there was definitely drama in that game. The Twins were trying to stave off elimination. Royce Lewis homered in the first to make it one nothing Minnesota, but Michael Brantley would answer with a solo home run of his own to tie the game, and Jose Abreu would hit a two-run homer in the fourth, and the Astros would go on to eliminate the Twins by winning this one 3-2. to two. Dustin, do you know who the winning pitcher was for Houston that night? No. Jose Urquidy. Why does that matter? That was the pitcher that Jed had a deal with mm-hmm. uh, to get for Wilson Contreras. I know that but name. Dust- Dusty Baker objected to the deal. It was never done. Now, Urquidy did not have a good season because he was injured from May to August with right shoulder inflammation. But he is going to be someone that that the he's looking stronger and stronger with every every start. And and to me, 
it's one of those what if. If Dusty hadn't opened up his mouth, that might have been a trade, and we might have had Urquidy, who would have been injured most of the season probably. But definitely they're a guy that Houston believes in. Yes, they do. Then we have Not- the 100-plus uh, win Dodgers team. Yep, the Dodgers were trying to stave off elimination as former White Sox pitcher Lance Lynn took the ball. But his problem, the same problem he had all season, was the home run ball. Came back to haunt him as he gave up four solo home runs in the third inning. The back D-backs to went back, with- to back to back. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> the D-backs went with a bullpen game and were able to sweep the Dodgers by winning four to two. How the, na- the snakes celebrate. Embarrassing. <laughs> The Snakes got to celebrate in the pool at Chase Field, as is the tradition. Uh, yeah, Dustin, what, what, that was just an embarrassing, uh, you know. But, but here's the thing about the Dodgers is that uh, t- we talked about on the last podcast, postseason baseball is different, and they ha- they sustained a ton of injuries um, if, you, if you take a look at their starting lineup, right? How many guys did they have out? whether it was Walker Bueller, whether it was uh, Julio Urias, who had a, his second domestic violence issue, uh, Derek May, just tons of guys that they left. But their offense was potent enough that they could beat a lot of teams and and still, you know, they'd be able to out-hit out you, out-slug you uh, against a lot of, you know, there's a lot of pitchers that aren't that great, and, and you could overcome that. But you're not going to overcome in the postseason not having a number one or two ace. And, and and Clayton Kershaw is not that at this point in his career anymore. No, no, he's definitely not. And you always have to have that ace. And, again, how about Kershaw, right? Again, we talked about in the last episode, worried about uh, worried about missing college football. And guess what? He was going to be the game four starter, and there was no game four. So hope you get all the college football you're looking for, big fella. Now, the last game of the night was a blowout, but the drama was great. As we talked about earlier, the Braves had an incredible come-from-behind victory in Atlanta on Monday night. After the game, the Braves were celebrating, and apparently Orlando Arcia was saying, attaboy Harper, jeering the fact that Bryce Harper got doubled up at first to end the game. Well, Dustin, I don't know what you what they You know what they say, don't poke the bear. Yeah. Um <laughs> They now, the, bear, right? the Braves went up one nothing in the top of the third, but the Phillies offense erupted for six runs in the bottom of the third. Former Cub Nick Castellano tied it with a solo home run to lead off the inning, but with two on and two out, Bryce Harper crushed one to the second deck for a three-run homer that he pimped out. And as he is rounding the bases, he gives Arcias a death stare. He is daggers right at him staring at him as he, he approached second, as he rounded the base, all the way, like halfway to third, he's looking at Arceus. Then, in the fifth inning, he hits a solo home run to center that went 415 feet, and again, stares directly into the soul of Orlando Arceus. <laughs> Billy would win this one 10-2 to take a 2-1 to series lead. But Dustin, you have to imagine that the bad blood that already exists between these two teams, their division rivals, Philly knocked out Atlanta last year after a 100-win season victory. But now with everything that happened in Atlanta and then the Phillies fans were doing the Braves' tomahawk chant in mocking fashion, this this game that's going to be happening tonight has got to be some pretty good drama, in my opinion. Yeah, the uh, the bad blood continues. It's a game that I'm really looking forward to uh, 
watching tonight. Schwarber's been pretty quiet so far. Uh, I'm predicting that Schwarber gets involved tonight. I'm predicting that the Phillies eliminate the Braves uh, tonight. And after the game, it was hilarious that Bryce Harper was asked about. It. He's like, yep, I stared right at him. I looked right at him. No, now, no problem. Right. It was great. Just absolutely great. You know, I, as much as I don't want to like the Phillies, uh, you got to love Bryce Harper. He, he's good for baseball. Would have looked good in Cubby pinstripes with his dog named Wrigley. Right. Yeah. Um, but Dustin, you know, you working in the media for so many years, it, it seems, you know, if you listen to some of Atlanta's post-game comments, they were really salty because the person, it was a sports illustrated writer. I want to say that reported on the attaboy Harper. And a lot of the people in the dugout for the Braves and in the, I'm sorry, in the post-game uh, locker room for the Braves were kind of upset and said, look, yeah, yeah, they were upset that that got out. Listen, it's, it's, he said it when the locker room was open to the reporters, to the media, it was not off the record. Um, he caught it. You're there to gather news, gather information. Um, I'm sure he was chirping it. He said it out loud, loud enough for, anybody in earshot to hear. So that's what happens. All right. I, that, I, I did want to get your take on that. That's my, opinion. So, that's my opinion on it. I yeah, don't know that everybody I, agrees, but that's my opinion. If I, had been, if I had, if I had been in that clubhouse and I had heard that I would have reported that on the year the next day. All right. Well, we'll see what happens, but we have three of the four teams set ALCS NLCS. Uh, we did get times for the ALCS and NLCS. Sunday, October 15th, will be game one of the ALCS at 7.15 on Fox at Houston is where that game will be played, Houston versus Texas. And then Monday, ALCS game two will be 4.30 on Fox slash FS1, followed by game one of the NLCS at 8 p.m. Central Time on TBS. So we'll have an, another podcast after uh, on Monday that'll drop. So, I mean, so we don't you know, have to pick, we don't have to pick the NL right now because we only know half of it. So let's just focus in on the ALCS right now because the first game is going to be Sunday. Game number two will be on Monday. So let's focus just on the ALCS and let's, let's really pick the NLCS when we know exactly who's playing. Um, Crowley, I mean, I think you picked the Rangers, right? You, you, you've been on them since we started this thing, right? Yeah, I had the Rangers going all the way till to the ALCS, and I had Houston going all the way to the ALCS. Right. The only one so you that got your two teams. You got your two teams there. Who are you picking between those two? Yeah, that's that's where it's going to start to get tough. Um, you know, the only one that threw me off were the twin, Twins uh, beating the Blue Jays. That threw me off, but I'm. This one's a tough one. I, obviously, it's going to get tough the, the deeper we get in. Um, I really like Texas. I think you know when we talk when I've talked about Arizona being the hot team. I think that that's Texas on the AL side, and so for me, I'm I'm I, I I think that it is going to be Texas that is going to take it. I like their bats. I think that their pitching is coming together and getting healthy all at the right time. Um, Houston's a great team. They've been there before, but I, I think that there's going to be a new sheriff in Texas. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And part of it is because my, uh, heart over my head. I mean, the Astros Crowley have been to the ALCS seven straight years. And some of those times they were cheating and banging on garbage cans, but seven times that's no fluke. I'm pulling for the Rangers as well. 
Well, let me ask you really quick before we sign off here. Who do you got? You know, it's Philly leads two to well, one. I, over I, I have the Phillies. I have the Phillies, and then I would pick the Phillies to beat um, the Diamondbacks. What's going to be very interesting is the time off, right? The Diamondbacks have been playing playoff baseball for basically a month straight, and now they're going to get their first taste of like a five-day vacation, a five-day vacation. It sounds like the manager wants to go on a five-day bender. Um, he, it sounds like he likes his uh, cocktails and his beer, but uh, that's why I think I, I like the Phillies. I, I am I am Team Schwarber. I am Team Harper. I am I'm I'm crowning. I'm picking the Phillies to beat the uh, Braves. I'm picking the Phillies to beat the Diamondbacks, and I'm picking the Phillies to beat the Rangers. I'll go that far right now. Wow, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off, but I will say I picked Atlanta to beat Philly. Philly has given Atlanta everything and more. You think it's going think, five, Crowley? You think it's going I think five it's games? Go, I, I think it's going five, and from there it gets tough. I, 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 I would, I would still say Atlanta over Arizona, but I think that that would go seven. Okay, very good. But we've got plenty of time to talk about that one. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. Of course, we can email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. And you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crowley, enjoy the games. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll be back here uh, Monday to preview the NLCS and to review game one of the ALCS, plus talk about the final two months of the Cubs season. Yes, sir. Any breaking news, you know where to find us. Don't forget to leave those five-star reviews. And I'm still watching AFL baseball. We'll talk more about that because I'm still cheering. Go Cubs! Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.